You're listening to the Raptors Rapture Podcast. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Raptors Rapture Podcast. Yet another self-isolation slash quarantine edition of the podcast. No Raptors games going on still, except for in Canada, the Raptors playoffs. I think it's game six of the finals tonight. So if you guys want to go watch the Raptors take home the chip yet again, you might as well go watch that tonight. There's no other basketball going on. So this is your time to celebrate once again. I know I'm going to be doing it. But on today's show, just kind of like last week's show, I thought this was a bit of a a fun little exercise to do. Get on the mic, start yapping away with someone about their favorite Toronto Raptors. So we've decided that we're going to make a all-favorite Raptors team, kind of like the all-decade teams or the all-NBA teams, but just specifically Raptors and specifically your favorite players. So today I've got Jason Leung from the That's a Rap podcast to join me. So Jason, thank you so much for coming on. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me on, man. I'm a huge fan of Raptors Rapture, brother. Hey, I'm thank so you glad to finally much. come on. Of course, man. I'm I'm very happy to have you. I'm a big fan of yours as well. You guys do some very good work. Um, first and foremost, where can where can people find you? I like to do this at the beginning of the show so that people you know, sure. get this out of the way and then you don't have to worry about it for us. Yeah. Well, well, usually we always are on like the, on Twitter, uh, that's a rap pod. And obviously we're going to, we would have done it, you know, during the season, but there is no season right now, which is fine. Cause you know, everyone, you know, should be safe, but you can find us at that's a rap pod on Twitter. We also just started a Instagram uh, account, I guess. And you can find us there at that's a rap podcast. Awesome. So that is uh, definitely a really good follow to have for all you all your Raptors needs, man. Um, and as always, please make sure to go rate and review our podcast, rate and review Jason's podcast. It's very good stuff. Um, make sure to subscribe, listen, all that, all that fun stuff. Give some follows on Twitter yes, to, to Raptors Rapture and, and that's a wrap. So um, like I said at the top of the show here, Jason, we're going to do our all-time favorite Raptors oh, I'm ready. team. So we're going to pick a quick starting five of our favorite players. I'm sure there's going to be some overlap. We're kind of going to shoot the breeze a little bit of each player. We're going to maybe argue. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I think I think where we're probably going to have the most overlap is is the guard section. Okay. Um, Wait, so, hold up, Hunter. I want to ask you something. Yeah, of course. Okay. So on your last episode, you talked about how you were basically like a Leafs fan first. Yeah. And then you became a Raptors fan. Absolutely. I want to know, I want to ask you, what is, before we go into our top five, because I know that we have overlaps, but what was the point or do you remember the point at which you became a Raptors fan? Um. Yeah. Like I, so like I said on the, on that last podcast, if you guys haven't listened to it, um, it's, it's about how I became a Raptors fan. So thanks for the shout out, Jason. I appreciate that. <laughs> on um, your own yeah, podcast. On my yeah, own yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. I, I would say like that, that one like real turning point. Cause like I was always a Raptors fan, you know, just cause yeah. like naturally, like I loved sports growing up and, and I, you know, if you're a Toronto sports team, I was automatically your, your biggest fan kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like where it really turned from, from like Leafs to Raptors that it was probably like, I mean, I mean, I went to games when I was a kid and, and I always loved the atmosphere there. And as a kid, things like be, being at somewhere and having like an emotional response to something and having mm-hmm. the, a crowd really like influence you. I never had that at, at Leafs games and, and having it at a Raptors game. And I, I mentioned on the podcast, like there was one time where 
I went and because of uh, like the nature of what my mom does, she had a, she got a box for a Raptors game. Very so, nice. Yeah, exactly. So I, I went there and it was one of my first Raptors games and it was like, I don't know, two days before my birthday, two days after yeah. my birthday, something like that. And like all the Raptors people came up and wished me a happy birthday and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this would never happen at a Leafs game. I love this. <laughs> I love this thing. And, and like yeah. right then and there, like I made her get me a Chris Bosch jersey like <laughs> for my birthday That's present. Sick. Yeah. So like, that was like my main, that was like the main thing that like gave me that emotional connection. And then just like, it is like the fandom just kind of kept growing as, but, as time but all are all your friends, uh, like mostly hockey fans or something? Uh, yeah. Like for the most part, cause like a lot of my friends, um, <laughs> like I live in a really white neighborhood and like, <laughs> I went to, I went yeah. to a really white high school. So sure. like all my friends, it's like soccer and, and hockey really. But right. as like, we've kind of grown, like grown up and, and like one common thing that we found with each other was like, loving the raptors somehow like mm. i kind of i, I kind of like introduced it and, and brought it to the group and whatnot and then mm-hmm. you know as as we did it and like as we, you were the constant really yeah yeah and then as we hit like legal drinking age you know we'd go out and like that would be our thing like instead of watching leafs games because obviously raptors games are so much more fun than hockey like it's not even yeah. close it's not even close well that, um, that's that's like high praise because a lot of Leafs or Leafs fans would be like nah man because okay when it comes to, i have no problem when it comes to the leafs i just feel like uh there there shouldn't be an issue when it comes to like fandom i feel like if you are a leafs fan you can also be a raptors fan absolutely you know I mean? absolutely and i don't i've never been like a least least fan but all my friends i don't honestly i don't have one single friend besides like my my co-host jay and dre uh but not, i know my friends growing up it was either football or hockey no basketball i was just that one person in basketball i was like i mean i can be a fan of the leagues you know what i mean but i love raptors yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. Like there there shouldn't be that like disconnect. Um, but I just think like I think now especially the, the times have changed so much where like basketball isn't isn't necessarily an afterthought in terms of yeah. like Toronto sports because it was always, you know, the success was always there with I mean, not in my lifetime for the Leafs, but like there's been success in the past and like hockey is such a cultural thing here in Canada. So like I'm I'm yeah. I'm in the same boat. Like everyone just loves hockey and it's like, man, yeah, it's kind of cool, but like basketball is just so fun and it's just so much more, it's so much more entertaining. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. that's also one of the reasons why, like I switched True. over to, to basketball much more than hockey is just like, yeah, there's always when, something when, going on. When they at least signed Tavares, the first thing I asked my hockey friends was like, okay, give me a Raptors equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great, yeah, that's, I know, you know? I, I started doing that too. Cause like, I can't even, man, like my, some of my friends are going to hate me for this. Like, I can't even remember the last time I watched like a full hockey game. Like I can't even remember it. Yeah. Like I don't even like, I don't even think like last year's playoffs. I watched it. I have no idea. I hope, I hope none of my profs from like, my school are listening to this because I'm, I'm in like a sport media program there is oh like yeah <laughs> no yeah oh no you're <laughs> so, gonna call you out man yeah exactly um adamant so, yeah. on her surface yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right man so uh let, let's get into this um yeah let's do it and and we'll start with the guards like i said so like it doesn't doesn't have to be a point guard doesn't have to be a shooting guard well i mean it does but like it, it there's no like it has to be one of each um, so I'll let you go first with uh, okay. with your first guard, your first okay. all favorite Raptors guard. My all favorite Raptors guard, and I want to say that he is my all time favorite player of you know Raptor fandom, is Alvin Williams. 
Uh, he played eight seasons with Toronto Raptors, played 417 games. He was kind of the Kyle Lowry before Kyle Lowry was there. You know, he played tough. Uh, he played through injury. He never backed down on any opponent or any any big moment. And, you know, during that 1999-2002 playoff run, there was, of course, Alvin, or sorry, no, Antonio Davis and Vince Carter and bigger names. But Alvin Williams was kind of the silent assassin in the background. And he also led the way during that very first playoff series against New York in 2001. And in game five, he hit that huge dagger in the final minute to put the Knicks away. Uh, and uh, watching uh, a whole bunch of you know highlights to, to get ready for this pod, I, that prior to that shot, Williams actually fumbled the ball. Uh, and then Vince picked up the basketball. He got double teamed. Vince looked at Alvin, passed it to him for an open shot. And think about like fumbling the basketball and being shook at that moment and then realizing that, oh, I have to make this shot because there's like three seconds left in the game in, in the shot clock. And then hitting that in a playoff while Spike Lee is like yelling at you. That's that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And I, I think like for me, I kind of gravitate towards athletes that are uh, aren't as athletically gifted, quote unquote. I mean, Alvin is definitely a professional athlete, but he wasn't like the <laughs> fastest or couldn't jump the highest, like you know, players like today. He he just played with so much heart and toughness, which rubbed off the team. And he was a good example of being a professional. And even what he does now with like Sportsnet, and stuff, he's still close with the team with a connection with Lowry, of course. So to me, I I think the the Raptor the Raptors like in the past, he was the he represented the first successful playoff run for the Raptors. So that's why he's so important to me. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I had him just like on my short list of, mm. of my guards. Like I, Alvin Williams, like I, I loved Alvin Williams and, and what he does now, obviously for, for, for Sportsnet and like how he, he really does have such a presence in the media with the Raptors now. Um, but the reason I did kind of leave him out was, you know, I, I was born in 98, like the, his like heydays, were kind of yeah more <laughs> so so his his heydays were kind of like yeah i was I like you i was sure. like four or five you know what i mean like i always i always heard of alvin williams when i was when i was growing up and like back in the day like when you know around that time like i didn't really know what like, youtube wasn't really around that much it wasn't, Fair, like, wasn't yeah. so prevalent like i didn't really know how to find any highlights of him so it was it was tough for me to add him to my list but he was always like he was just on the outside with guys like you know jose calderon mo pete Mm-hmm, Davis Vasquez mm-hmm. somehow made that mm-hmm. list. Um, oh wow! But yeah, I hey man, I I can't. Yo, that shit me. It's all about that yeah, shit. That's what I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> um, but you know, like from from everything that like I've I've watched from now and and like him at the kind of the tail end of his Raptors career, I always loved him. Yeah. Like he was he was a hard worker. He was he was always so serious on the court. But you could tell he was you know. A, a guy that was a good locker room presence and, yeah, and that so was humble. always yeah and that's always something you'd like in a in a basketball player you, you don't always want them to be out there obviously mm-hmm. you want them having fun but you don't want them out there you know just kind of joking mm-hmm. around and not taking the game serious so yeah i mean like i, I wouldn't I, like 98 is is young but i mean i'm not too much older than you i'm, I'm 89 baby and so i got when i was like around 10 years old 11 years old when i watched this playoff run and i remember it kind of but that's where like where it started for me and looking back if you look back at the team you have like huge characters vc obviously you had antonio davis you got charles oakley you got muggsy bows you got mo pete on the bench and you have all these like characters but on the helm of it you have alvin williams who kind of like steers the ship and how kyle lowry does it now he's more of a 
he definitely plays with you know with his heart on the sleeve and but he also like chirps a lot and he'll yell at you and everything i feel like alvin he he has all of that in him but he also kind of knows how to lead a whole bunch of characters and i i feel like that leadership is what really i gravitated towards yeah no i uh i i love that pick i love that pick alvin williams um so nice. onto onto my first onto my first guard pick um this guy is you said that alvin williams is probably your favorite you know guard position raptor of all time um i'm gonna go with with my favorite pretty much player in in the nba currently right now and and probably my favorite raptor of all time mm-hmm. um and this one is demar Derozan. Um, nice. i you know i feel like this one is is a pretty like obvious pick that's and, my second pick yeah, yeah yeah so we we can chat about this one a little bit um for sure this one like he's obviously like i said he's he's my favorite player uh, in the nba right now um he was the first real like star player to actually want to stay in toronto so i think that mm-hmm. like that just puts him ahead of so many other people just because he was, he did have the talent and he did want to stay, you know, his intro was Mr. I am Toronto, right? Like that is, <laughs> that's some of the cool, that's one of the most, like the coolest introductions you could have um, yeah. him combined with Lowry. Like they, they made a perfect bromance that wasn't just like acknowledged in, in Canada and in Toronto, but as the team was doing better and better and, and succeeding more and winning 50 games year after year after year, was getting recognized by like national media which mm-hmm. you know when something that small kind of gets noticed by like the bleacher reports and house of highlights of the world like that is it, it's not something small and i think like it, it even gained more attention um from from the raptors and like we've even seen his like personality come out more mm-hmm. with the raptors and then even now um you know he's kind of hopping on on people's instagram lives like yeah. raptors instagram lives during this is it, it, ig live man exactly, exactly. Leads and it, oh man it's hilarious <laughs> yeah so like it's it's you like he's just like a, a a perfect i i would say raptor for for the for toronto like he's a perfect player for toronto he had you know there was always five or six just like all-time dunks that he had every single year whether it's a poster or you know yep. 360 um he was just like to me a really good representation of of what the raptors were and he was a really good person to to have as like kind of the face of the franchise for for like quite a few years during our prime oh man it's it, it's the, the amount of respect i have for Adiba was is crazy because yeah, like everything you said is is correct. I mean, he played nine seasons with Toronto, 675 games. He leads uh, the franchise in games, minutes played, field goals, free throws made, 3,539 3, free throws made, and he's a franchise leader in points with 13,296. And that doesn't look like that's going to be surpassed anytime soon either. And like like you said, man, he, he's like... As I think as a player, he, he gets a lot of crap for like the the mid range and everything like that, and and he he maybe doesn't have the best uh, playoff runs. But I think as a as a Raptor, he's one of the best to wear the uniform. But as a person and as a character, that's what I respect him the most. Like he gets, uh, I, I think Toronto has a bad rep of having the inferiority inferiority complex thinking that players don't want to play in Toronto. But if you think about it, Bosch and VC signed their extensions here, so which is kind of funny. But <laughs> Debo, he, he all, not only did he want to play in Toronto, but I feel like 
he wanted to finish his career as a Raptor, you know, and loyalty is such a fickle thing when it comes to the NBA. Now you are like three years, a long time, and you don't get these players who want to stay with one franchise anymore, even through the thick and thin, you know what I mean? So like, and of course you can't really forget like his huge voice with the, with the mental health community too. And his two most popular tweets or most effective tweets is one, the I got us tweet after Bosch left and the one about his depression. So he's made a lot of like loyal fans by just being himself, you know, and as a, as a Raptor, I, I think I appreciate what he's done and I believe his jersey will be retired one day, but I appreciate him more as a man, uh, what he re- represented as a Raptor. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly, like, I couldn't, I couldn't have put it um, any better myself, to be honest. And you mentioned that I got us tweet. I actually, um, I think it was like two years ago or something like that. Three years ago, obviously before he got traded, um, I, I like ironed on that tweet onto like one of my shirts. Like you know how you can. No like, way, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. So nice. I, I did one of those, and I have no idea where the shirt is. I literally no, have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe I'll, you know, I've got a lot. How of did time. you? Okay, so how did you feel when, when you heard the news that DeMar was going to be traded? Like, what was your first initial? Don't even think about, even if it was Kawhi or anybody else, like, who cares about who we got who traded for? The fact that DeMar got traded, how, what was your initial thought? Uh, I was honestly, I, I was pissed, man. Like even yeah. like knowing, knowing that it was Kawhi, like I was, I was very upset. Like me, me and my buddies are like, literally like the guy, the same guys that I watch like every Raptors playoff game with and like pretty much like every Raptors game with somehow we watched, watched together. Like we were just mm-hmm. like in the group chat, like we woke up. So we all had like internships around that time and we were all like mm-hmm. waking up early. So we got the news like, and, and the first one to to text me, like one of my buddies, Callum, he goes, yo, like, did you just see what just happened? And I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, I don't even know what this guy's talking right. about. And then, and then I saw like on my, on my Twitter that like I got Twitter notification that like, Woes just tweeted something and I'm like, all right, it's probably got to be something to do with it. Got to be something <laughs> yeah. to do with this. So I go and I check Twitter and it's, you know, reports are DeMar DeRozan's getting traded from the Raptors for Kawhi Leonard. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. And then DeMar DeRozan of all people you're going to trade. Like I was even like, I was just so mad. I knew it was Kawhi. I knew Kawhi was, you know, a, a top three MVP candidate. And I was like, no way this guy just this guy just got traded and I was, right. I was probably upset for, you know, like two, three weeks before I, I kind of like came to my senses and was like, yeah, this is honestly probably yeah. a, this is probably a, a good thing. But like, yeah. I was, I was really upset. I was really, but upset. Yeah, that's like the connection that he made with the fan base. Right. And and it's not like he, uh, uh let's be real. Like if you think back Demar isn't the, the bat like he's not going to be the number one option to a championship team but just the fact that he was so i guess involved with the fan base like and anything he could do he, he didn't like he went out of his way to 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 want to rep toronto and want to rep the raptors and we don't we've never had that before so i think that's why a you like myself i was also upset too even thinking that it was Kawhi. but i i also think that it's because we didn't really watch Kawhi, uh, you know, he's in the Western Conference, and when it comes to Damar, I mean, like nine seasons, we literally got to watch this kid grow up, and like he uh, made a family here, he grew up to become a, a, such a building a foundation here. He went through losing and winning, and like you got to watch this kid, and then one day he's not a raptor anymore, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't look like he's gonna be a raptor. 
any I, I don't think so i don't think he's ever going to sign back here um but I, I yeah i think i'm in the same page as you like i was pretty upset and then obviously i know the ramifications of the trade and how, why it needed to be done but like damar has to be one of the best raptors ever just because of him as a person absolutely and i like i also was was pretty upset about it because like obviously like you mentioned like you you saw him develop into into this not only a great player but like a really good person off the court and and his media ability was so much better after the nine seasons with the raptors but also Mm -hmm. like the team was you know developing around him obviously and kyle lowry and and like jv and all those people but like the 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 core was was lowry and damar and i just i didn't think that i was going to be able to get over the fact of of like not really being able to watch those two play together anymore because they were obviously the most successful pair in like Raptors franchise history at, yeah. up until the point and like they still pretty much are um so like you know I, I just thought once once he left like it I obviously totally underrated Kyle Lowry and and the development team of the Raptors and and Kawhi but I was like all right well there goes 50 wins every single year like there goes <laughs> there goes yeah. the, the two or three seed every year um, right, which obviously I am very wrong about. I mean, so was like you know ninety percent of the fan base, so it's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll move on to my my next guard, and yeah, and this one I so I mentioned the guys I left off, right? Like Jose, Mo, Pete, Grievous, Vasquez. Uh, you had Alvin Williams, who was also on my list. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I had to go with Kyle Lowry here. Yeah, of course um, you got it. He's not I, on my list, but I I would definitely he's on my short list for sure. Yeah, and I I think like just just the the thing is is you know he he probably is like it's 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 probably between him and and Demar Derozan of who's like the best raptor of all time i would say um mm-hmm. i i know like obviously there's the argument for Kawhi because the one year there's the argument for vince or you know there's a slight argument for chris bosh but i think it, it really does come down to those two and i i would have felt wrong if i had DeRozan on this list without kyle lowry just because I hear you. Th- those two kind of go hand in hand right like i, I mentioned the bromance um but like they also kind of defined what it what the raptors are today and like how the most successful part of the of the franchise history like has pretty much just been based around Kyle Lowry's play style which is just like so gritty and and hard working and and mm-hmm. real tough um and you know like like you said with Demar like we've seen Kyle Lowry grow as an NBA player as a as a person and and it feels like he's been here through everything positive that that has occurred with Kyle, with the Toronto Raptors so like every single thought that I have with Kyle Lowry, like no matter how many times people say he's not a good playoff performer or how many times he, he goes over 10 in, in a game every now and then. Um, yeah. I, I always just have like positive feelings towards it. Oh man. Kalo, he's going to be the first, it should be the first uh, Raptor Jersey to be retired. Like he's definitely the, I think the best Raptor ever. Um, but I also love, I, I guess the the story that comes with Kyle Lowry because like he was our he wasn't even our first uh, option. We wanted to get Steve Nash when to to sign, and then so when Steve Nash decided to go to the Lakers, then we we're like, okay, we're gonna. Colangelo was like, let's get Kyle Lowry, and then Kyle Lowry didn't even want to stay here for more than a year. He was gonna leave after the second year or something like that, and then and then he decided that you know what let's let's do this where i guess Masai would kind of talk to him and say do you do you want to keep want to be that player that keeps on jumping around and then now look at him right like i i, I understand that there's a whole bunch of uh 
animosity when it comes to Kyle Lowry because, but that's just who he is, I think. And that's what he shows on, on the court as well. And like how many players that you can mention now that are still in the league that are, that is his physique, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and no, I think him, him and like maybe Chris Paul. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just so smart. I think that's what he, you know, that's his I guess, superpower when it comes on on the basketball court. Like he just knows what to do at what moment. He understands the basketball game and he understands his players too. Like every year, it's either okay, I'm gonna get Demar to to get going. I'm gonna get my bench to get going. I want I'm gonna get Ka- Kawhi to to get his shots. And now it's like okay, now I'm gonna get my own now. And like not many players are going to rearrange their own game in order for the team to be successful. So like there, you have to take the the bad with the good with with Kyle. There's a lot of like uh me, like the media stuff that that he goes through, but that's just him, right? If you want him to be that tenacity, that that bulldog on the court, you have to take it also off the court. You know what I mean? And and I uh, like same thing with the more like you said, him being a family man now, and like you saw him being like that that grumpy grumpy like you know player in the beginning and now he's like i'm going to support everything when it comes to my teammates like you love that you love that kind of stuff and kyle lowry is definitely one of those players that if you don't have him on your team and he's on the if you're playing against him you absolutely hate him you (laughs) like you he's on the short list of you the person you just want to punch in the face but the fact that he's on our team man i love it man yeah absolutely and um like people hate to say this and give lowry credit but like he is over the past, like pretty much since he's been a Raptor and more so the past like five or six years, like he's been, if not a top five point guard in the league, like, Mm -hmm. you know, top six, seven, I feel like Bill Simmons, just like naming out random numbers here for this guy. But like, you know, he's just like, he's one of the best point guards in the league. And like, he's not the the flashiness of Kyrie Irving or like the, the, the LeBron kind of giving him credit, like Chris Paul or whatever, but he is, he is as good as those guys, or at least as effective. Like he's obviously not as skilled as a as a Kyrie Irving or or like a Trey Young or whatever in in the recent days. But like he is just as effective, if not more effective. And he he just knows how to win. He everywhere yeah. he goes seems to to be a winning team. And like there's there's always those first like there's always those like three weeks or or two and a half weeks where. Kyle Lowry is like a top five player in the league. You know what I mean? Where he's averaging like 30 points a game, shooting like 62% from three or something like that. Averaging 10 assists or something like that. Something different. Exactly. And there's those are always, always the most fun parts of the season to watch. When when you see Kyle Lowry have a 35 point game, it's it's the most fun to watch because he's doing everything. He's hitting mid-range jumpers, he's Mm -hmm. heading to the basket, he's hitting deep pull-up threes he's making really nice passes nice reads but then he's also playing the really good defense that a lot of these high scoring guards don't play and that just right. whenever Kyle Lowry has a good game it seems like the Raptors just have to win because it changes yeah it changes yeah, everything exactly because yeah. I mean, that's just players, what he does players like Serge Ibaka he, he's he's like feasting down low because of Kyle Lowry players like Fred Van Vliet is is making a name for himself obviously because he's skilled but he's having to learn under Kyle Lowry is incredible and I think that even with DeMar like I think DeMar is is a great great player but without a, a point guard and allowing you to kind of flourish with you know the what you have I, I think a lot of DeMar's success kind of also definitely comes from Kyle Lowry too 
man, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I totally agree. Uh, so, so those are our four guards that we chose. We, we were the same with DeMar DeRozan. I was Kyle yeah. Lowry. You were Alvin Williams. So now let's basically move... the same. It's basically, basically the same. The same. Williams, Kyle yeah. Lowry the same. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now let's move on to, to our forward section. So, uh, you know, it okay. could be a small forward, power forward, two power forwards, two small forwards, whatever you want. Um, so you can start us off here with, uh, sure thing. With your first. So I'm probably, we're probably going to be the same in this one. And I think it might be uh, cheating a little bit because he could play a guard, but Vince Carter, when he was here, he, I think he played like small forward, I guess. So that's why I chose him. Seven seasons with the Raptors, played 403 games, franchise leader in, franchise leader in points per game, which is 23.4. And I guess no matter what, if you're a fan of Vince Carter or you want nothing to do with Vince Carter because you think he quit on a team, you can't really dismiss the fact that he literally put Toronto on the NBA map. Like, do you really think if it wasn't for Vince Carter that the NBA would know about the Raptors back then? Or if you would... It would still be in okay. Maybe it would still be in Toronto. I don't know. It's it's arguable, but you can't you can't help the fact that they get he was the arguably the face of this generation of players coming out of Toronto, let alone in Canada, right? Like Vince Carter's prime and but his popularity came in that dunk contest in go. I think it was California Golden State in two thousand dunk contest. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still one of the most watched dunk contests on YouTube. And what I remember the most. As a fan of the Raptors, is of course Vince Carter and the through the legs and the 360 elbow in the rim, of course, all of that. But the jersey that he was wearing didn't say Raptors, it said Toronto. And each time you watch a highlight, he's wearing a jersey, one of the best jerseys, I might add, for the Raptors with Toronto on the front. And I don't fault you for not believing Vince when he said he wanted to stop the trade prior to Grunwald trading him to New Jersey for like nothing. But all in all, I think. He his jersey should be in the Raptors, not because of how he left, of course, but because what he did when he was a Raptor. So my first forward has to be Vince Carter. So I actually am going to differ from you here. Um, okay, okay. I, yeah, I don't have Vince Carter on my list. Um, that's not to say that I don't, you know, understand the impact that he had. Uh, obviously, like he was, he was a a fun player to watch during the times. Um, I just, I just do think that the 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 last season. Um, mm-hmm. of, of him being here basically saying he's not going to dunk anymore and you know like he said obviously like oh yeah I'm actually gonna I wanted to stop the trade whatever like I as much as he can say that and and as much as he as good as he was here um, you know he, he he the way he left to me does leave uh, 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 you know some sort of distaste in my mouth I yeah. do I do love Vince Carter I'm not like I'm not one of those people who who thinks that he left and he should never have his jersey in the rafters? Because I, I think he should. I don't think it should be before you know Kyle Lowry or Demar Derozan, but he should be the next man up. He should have his jersey in the rafters. I think he is one of the best Raptors of all time. He is probably you know the second most talented Raptor of all time. I would say mm-hmm. for his time being here, um, he was a scoring machine. He was like he was probably the most fun Raptor to watch as a whole. And I know all these things make it seem like I want him on my list, um, but he was like he was just on the he was just on the short list, just outside of my my forward mm. spot. Um, but I think when it when it came to Carter, he was like the hot ticket when it came to I guess you know in, in American cities, like everyone wanted to watch him outside of you know the the city that they were they were they were playing for, and you know, like ESPN Sports Center, they were putting. Vince Carter highlights and that was back when 
I guess, you know, Toronto was known for only for either the Leafs or the, I guess, the Jays. And Vince Carter was one of the biggest reasons why Toronto became so popular in like Jersey sales and like memorabilia and like hit. And it was because of Vince Carter. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there is a whole bunch of, you know, what, what if Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady stayed, but it's just a completely different time. And um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't fault you for not having Vince Carter in your top five. Like that's everybody is subjected to their, to their, to their own thoughts. But I, I just feel like you can't, have a Raptors team without thinking about Vince Carter. Vince Carter is the one of the most electric players when he was playing during his prime. And yeah, yeah. So I I do agree with that. Like he he was electric. He was a big reason for Toronto being on the map. Um, to me though, it it did feel like for the most part, especially when he was at like the peak of his powers, um, it seemed like he was a a separate entity from the Raptors. Like there was, Interesting. there was Vince Carter and then there was the Raptors because like you said, like the media coverage was only about Vince Carter. There was, there was top 10 Vince Carter plays as a, you know, there was top 10 Vince Carter plays when he was a Raptor, but it was never, you know, top 10 Vince Carter plays as a Raptor. It was just top 10 Vince Carter plays top 10 That's Vince fair. Carter dunks yeah. in the year. And okay. it, it was never like, like you said that it did have the Toronto on the, on the front, but if, you know, if, if it weren't for that, you probably wouldn't have known that he had, he would have played for the Raptors just because it was, it was so much just about Vince Carter, which is probably, you know, a good case for him to be on a list like this. But at the same time, it, it, to me, it just seems like a, a divided uh, entity between him and the Raptors. Like it's Vince Carter on one side maybe, and then there's the Raptors. I think maybe it, when it comes to Vince Carter, it was more of like the showcase of the player. And when it comes to like the games and stuff, uh, yeah, I remember it, it, it kind of sucks to think about. I remember more about the negative side of like when the fact that he got injured so many times and, and he wasn't, uh, yeah, like the whole I don't want to dunk anymore and he, and he wanted to get traded and all that stuff. And not only that, but when he got traded, he killed us every time. Exactly. Every time when he got a chance. So I, I get that. I get that. But I, I'm not going to dismiss the fact that he was the reason, one of the biggest reasons why Toronto was so popular back then too. Yeah, I agree. And I also think like, like you said, he, he always killed the Raptors when he came, came back to Toronto or played us again. Like, I think it would have been a different story if like, after he left the Raptors, his like best years were kind of behind him, which they were mm. to an extent, but he was also like, he was still really good on the nets with, you know, Jason oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So like, it's kind of, it's tough to like, it's, he still had obviously a very long career afterwards where he he has had a lot of success and whatnot. So I like, you know, maybe if he was, you know, garbage after, after getting traded, I I wouldn't feel the same way, but (laughs) yeah, he's the epitome of like watching your ex like glow up. So (laughs) exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly, man. Um, So I'll move on to, to my first forward here. And, and mine is like, I I don't know how I feel about this one, uh, but it's Terrence Ross. Terrence um, Ross. Terrence wow. Ross. Yeah. Is it just because of the Kenneth Fareed dunk, man? Yeah, so I did actually write that down. <laughs> I did write that down. Um, wow. Because that that is one of my you know favorite dunks ever. That's yeah. like that was that was nasty. Yeah, that was every, the most nastiest dunk I've ever every, seen. Every time I watch it, I still think that like he's not gonna dunk it somehow. Like that the first time I watched it or the last time I watched it, like the video was edited so that he still actually dunked it. 
and I feel like he's just going to get blocked or something or like get it <laughs> off the rim or whatever, get fouled. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like, it's also, like when someone, someone edited DeMar DeRozan 360 yeah, exactly. against China and <laughs> exactly. he actually made it. Yeah. I really saw that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, man. but like, you know, he was also like the, the first Raptor that I ever saw get a, a 50 piece. Right. Like I, I yes. knew, I knew, I knew Vince Carter did it, but like I said, like I'm, I'm yes. a youngin, So like, I didn't really get to watch that. I just saw the highlights of Vince Carter getting 50 and like, it was honestly so fun to watch someone that you like were rooting for score 50 and like not have it come up on, on sports center or like sports net central or whatever, but like to actually be mm-hmm. watching the game. Um, and like, to me, him getting hot, like as a Raptor was one of the most entertaining things to watch as a Raptors fan for like five or six years on, you know, as, as a fan. And like, yeah. you, he would get this irrational confidence where he would just like jack up threes and he would make horrible decisions on the offensive end and like wouldn't really try on defense and it would be so frustrating but at the same time like he would go like five of eight from three and a quarter and you'd just be like oh my god this guy's the best player in the nba right now <laughs> yeah and so, I, like, I was at that game i think it was versus the clippers when he dropped a 51 piece yeah 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 it was nasty and i know that we, we lost that game but like when you when you when they gave it to Ross and he was just feeling it and he like jacked up like three or four from way downtown and he got it like that was a very electric uh, game to watch and I've always respected Terrence Ross I think he was um, he was on that that cusp all the time he was almost like the uh, in the same level of Norman Powell for me like he was it was always like just I need you to get to that next level that next level and then you'll be there right but I don't know Terrence Ross just never surmounted to to be that player like he was he would be hot at, at some points and and you feel like unstoppable especially with this three-pointers going down and then like even that vince carter tribute dunk contest too that was pretty cool like yeah. i've respected i've always respected terrence ross i just don't think that he would like he's he's in the the mo pete anthony parker kind of kind of tier for me. all right i feel that i can feel yeah. i can i can feel that um okay so if if i were to ask you like in the five seasons that terrence ross played for the raptors i don't want you to look it up how many like what do you think his like average points per game was uh i want to say in the teens maybe like 14 okay so like that's where i was as well because i always thought t ross averaged you know a decent amount of points it's only 9.5 interesting it's nine and a half points he never averaged more than like 11 points a game with the raptors wow I was well, see that, but that's the thing. Like he would always get hot with like he put he dropped the fifty one piece, and sometimes he would exactly. get twenty three and twenty four or something. But then he would kind of cool off, and then for like like five games or like seven points, and then I distinctly remember Leo saying, "Terrence Rush just needs to get hot. He just needs to <laughs> get going." You know, like yeah, and yeah, that's I wish it wasn't like that. I wish it was Terrence Rush be consistent with fourteen points per per night. You know, yeah. like be better than I don't know joey graham or something <laughs> i just you know but yeah for i i like terrence ross he's he's not he's not up there for me but I, i'm glad that someone is pointing him out though yeah and like uh, like i said you know it, it always felt like terrence ross was like doing more than than what he was actually doing like i always i always felt like he was shooting like 45 percent from three but he wasn't i always thought he was averaging mm-hmm. like 15 16 points a game but he mm-hmm. wasn't like i just yeah. kind of felt that way about him i had the i had the like irrational confidence towards him that he also had like towards himself yeah which just like no. obviously wasn't the case <laughs> I, I hear you i hear you i mean he's doing okay in orlando right now too like yeah he's not the focal point but i mean he he does like put up 
I don't know. I, I'm not even researching his numbers, but I think he's playing pretty well there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and I think it was more like the entertainment entertainment value that, yeah. that he brought to a team. And like, you know, they were still kind of in their winning games and whatnot. And like, you know, just having him out there and like possibly throwing down 30 and like a nasty dunk was always yeah. just like fun to watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll always watch that Kenneth Reed dunk. 100%. Man, that was nasty. Like 100%. it's either that, like DeMar's dunk over Mozgov and Terrence over Kenneth Reed. Those are like one, one A, 1B. For me. Yeah, I agree, man. All right, you want to you wanna give us your second forward here? Sure thing. Uh, second forward for me is, and I think it might be controversial too. And I don't know why a lot of, people don't have him on more lists but i want to say chris bosh and for me he's the seven seasons with toronto 509 games franchise leader for offensive defensive and total rebounds 4776 also with blocks at 600 um for bosh his era is where I kind of grew up watching and, and mostly loving the Raptors. Um, it was obviously wasn't the most successful era, but that was when the Raptors finally made it back into the playoffs. One of which they had to play the friggin' New Jersey Nets and Vince Carter, of course. And you remember, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that season, but like, do you remember when uh, the Raptors PR decided to like put red, red, uh, give out free red t-shirts in the stands yeah. but the Raptors were wearing white and then the, yeah. Jer- the New Jersey Nets were wearing red it looked really weird I was like guys what are you doing <laughs> but for for me like this this is what I, I, I've said this a lot before um, in previous pods but like I always remember being this is in high school when the I guess which year was it I think it was like 2006 anyways um, so in high school I remember being in the library and I saw uh I guess what like you know one of one of the Toronto Stars or or Canada Post or something like that, and this was when the Raptors were going back in the playoffs um, versus the Vince Carter. And the thing is, you would think now it would be like the, the Raptors go, going back to the playoffs. That would be the first page, right? But in the first page of the freaking newspaper, when the Raptors were going back to the playoffs, was a huge section of uh, the goal Leafs goalie at the time. I think it was Andrew Raycroft, <laughs> and the line was why something about like why Raycroft wasn't successful this year or something like that. And on the top right corner on like page number nine or something, the Raptors are heading back to the playoffs. And that pissed me off so much because the Raptors are going back to the playoffs. And the first thing you're going to show is Andrew Raycroft. Good <laughs> Lord. Good Lord. So I, that, that I, I can't believe the, the underdog feeling that was the Chris Bosch era was that underdog feeling, right? That's what I, I I loved about that error, I guess. I was always that underdog. And I know we didn't we weren't successful, but you know, it was because of a lot of terrible trades, uh, or a lot of terrible draft picks too. But Bosch kind of played through all of that and he represented Toronto the best he could. Like he was a good Toronto was a good stepping stone for Bosch. Yeah, before absolutely. He, you know, he before became the best third option in Miami. Um, but you know, as like a, a like a, untraditional unorthodox lefty shooter who played forward and center because of his height like he definitely kind of did everything the best that he could with what he had and that's what chris bosh was for me like i watched him struggle (laughs) as a fan i struggled with him and that's that's i have so you know i have a connection with that era and that's why i put chris bosh as my second forward yeah, so I, I also had I had Chris Bosch there as my second forward as nice. well. Nice. Um, and and the biggest thing was this guy was just like, to me it was just like purely 
skill and talent for having him on there because like watching him play, he's not, he's not the biggest guy. He's not going to, I mean, you know, he's like six ten or something like that. So obviously he is yeah. one of the biggest guys, but he's not like, he's not this huge muscular dude. He's got kind of like, he's, he's a little bit like bulkier than like Chris Boucher when he was with the Raptors, right? which right. like isn't, isn't a big guy, but the way that he was playing, you know, averaging like more than 20 points a game in the post and like not really shooting threes, even though he definitely could have shot threes and mm-hmm. just being like the anchor for, uh, you know, like you said, a struggling team, like not a very good basketball team. And like the only reason the Raptors made the playoffs while he was there was him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously, 100%. obviously there were other players in the team who were half decent, but there's absolutely 0% chance that, that they do anything without Chris Bosch and, and he, and he performed well in the playoffs. Like obviously they didn't get past any, anything beyond the first round while he was here, but he was, he was a really good player and he was yeah. one of the best players in the league and one of the best big men in the league while he was with us. And then, you know, you can't blame him for, for wanting to go play with <laughs> Dwayne Wade yeah. and LeBron, right? Like he's definitely like the like Chris Bosch Toronto era is that high school kid trying to get by. And then <laughs> when Chris Bosch Miami is that like he glowed up and he went to college and like got all the girls or guys. Absolutely. That's what happened. I, yeah, yeah. I, that's a great, yeah, it's a great analogy. Um, but I mean, one- and Chris, Chris Bosch also like he played with what Andrea Bargnani as a second option, Jermaine, like a like an aging Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Hilo Turkoglu, Jermario Moon. Like, what kind of players are you gonna do? And then he made it to the playoffs still. Like, I don't, I do not blame Chris Bosch for wanting to play play with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely not. And this also like this guy was. I'm I'm looking at his basketball reference page right here. He the only time he played less than 35 minutes as a Raptor was his rookie season. And that's just wow. like that's just, you know, goes to show like he is just you no know, like so effective as a player and and he would, you know, put his put his whole body out on the line for for the Raptors despite not having the biggest of bodies out there for for his position. But yeah, man, he was mm-hmm. he was such a, a a treat to watch for Raptors fans. And like People, if you don't remember how good Chris Bosch is and you think like me and Jay here are kind of going a bit over the line and and talking out of our asses here about Chris Bosch as a Raptor man, like go watch. If you just remember Chris Bosch on the Miami Heat as the third guy, as the guy who got the rebound and kicked it out to Ray Allen. (laughs) <laughs> you uh you gotta you gotta go watch some Chris Bosch highlights. Like it's it's nothing flashy, but it, it the guy was unbelievable. The guy yeah. was unbelievable. And I absolutely yeah, I love him. The fourth pick of one of arguably the best uh draft pick of NBA history. Like he was a raptor, you know? Like and he also like looked like a raptor. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> a dinosaur too. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> so. and also like his his off the court personality was unbelievable you know what i mean like his his off the court personality was was so good and he was an all-star uh you know in every year but his first two years i think it was with the raptors yeah he he was just the epitome of like a a fun player and an enjoyable player to to watch i think do you remember when he did like that Texas, uh, I don't know, ad for to get into the playoff or to get into the, the All Star game. game. Yeah, he yeah, won yeah. YouTube, right? Yeah. Man. What a weird. I was like, what are you doing? But that's what that's who he was, man. He was like a jokester, and he was a rafter for it. And like, I, I loved it. I loved uh, everything that he did on and off the court. Yeah, and I just wish that at the time, like, I think he could have become like one of those like 
fan favorites, not only in Toronto, but like across the league. If, Mm -hmm. if the team was just a little bit more successful, like maybe if they made the playoffs or like, even if like Instagram and Twitter were, you know, as popular around back then where like he could have his videos out there and, and be, he would have, he would probably be the most entertaining guy on on an Instagram or something like that. I think if so he too. was if he was at his at his prime right now in Toronto. Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. Like think about all the players that are coming up now. They're giant, they're seven foot, they're lengthy and they can shoot. That's Chris Bosch. That's Chris Bosch, you know? man. And 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 they're on tick and they're making their TikToks and they're on Instagram. That's Chris Bosch. Like he was like uh he was born in the wrong era for 100%, basketball. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think literally like if he came into the NBA in you know 2015 instead of 2003 like this guy would be a this guy would be an MVP candidate 100%, every 100%. single year. Don't tell me he, you know, don't tell me like the uh, DeAndre Ayton is better than Chris Bosh. Yeah, in, come in on, year, you know, like on, let's let's on. be real. If if it was this, you know, last last five years, Chris Bosh would go number one overall. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I so I didn't have this guy on uh on my forwards list because I obviously had Chris Bosh and, and Terrence Ross, but I want to shout out Amir Johnson on this one. Yes. I think I think Amir deserves um a lot of love a lot of love from raptors yeah. fans um i think like the whole raptors community and the whole raptors fan base as a whole like just just loves amir johnson i have not met a single raptors fan who has like ever shit talked amir johnson mm-hmm. i just that, I um, don't know that whole young guns the amir damar and sunny weems that was one of my favorite eras and and he was like the big brother of it all you know 100% yeah, I love the mirror. Yeah, and like he he was in the in that Bargnani era, like he was kind of the only thing that kept Raptors fans like interested and engaged for a little bit. Like, <laughs> so true. Not, like That's so sad. <laughs> like he wasn't necessarily like the most talented or the best guy, but like he would he would bring home like at least two offensive like fun offensive rebounds a game. Yeah, he'd jump into the crowd, whatever. Um, and and there's that one moment. I think it was the I think it was 2014 when when the Raptors played the Nets in the first round um, when he, he twisted his ankle like early in the game or something like that. And then, mm. and then, came Oh back. yeah. Yeah. And they came back. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he put up like 20 and 10 or something like that yeah. in, in the game. And, and that was, that was always, he reminds always me a lot that. of uh, like if they put a, any Raptor equivalent now, he's like the hustle man chap. He's, he's Rondé Hollis. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, neither of them can shoot, but they both hustle. <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. And like he, he had a whole like he had a whole relationship with the with the Raptors fandom that like you would you would expect from maybe like a a star player or like close to a star player. But right. you know, Amir Johnson obviously wasn't ever that, but he did have that connection with fans. So I, I yeah, did. Have want you to seen his a new tattoo on his head? No, <laughs> he has a enormous. I think he was on IG Live with uh, I I think it was Demar actually yeah Demar and Rudy Gay called uh, uh, Amir and then they're like yo let me see your new tattoo and then so he it, he didn't show it because he had hair but then Demar showed like pictures of it and it's it's literally all around his dome like the entire head is covered in tattoos now it's wow. crazy oh my god 
what a, what a weird man. Speaking but yeah, of, shout out Amir. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of his head, did he was the one who got like the the raptor claw shaved into his head? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was in the playoff run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like sprayed it red and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> you got You got to love a guy who will do that, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Love a guy who'll do that. Um. All right, yo. So we'll we'll move on to our our last group here. And and that's going to be the center position. Okay, right? I want to know if we're in the same page because I feel like you. I I don't know. I thinking about the list that you gave me. I feel like he would be on the list. So I'm going to go with JV. Do you have the same? I so I like I wanted to have JV so bad because yeah. like JV is is probably my favorite Raptors center. Um, but I, I did go with someone else. We'll talk JV okay, now, okay. and then we'll Soon and then we'll good. go. In. Yeah. So JV, seven seasons with Toronto, played 470 games, franchise leader in defensive rebound and total rebound percentage. Uh, when JV was drafted in 2011, he uh, was allowed to stay one year in Lithuania before joining the team in 2012. And from the jump, he was the lovable big man that literally you, we watched him become this 19-year-old skinny kid that turned into a seven foot giant and like even as a big guy you kind of always rooted for him because he was so lovable right he like he was so good with the fans and the media he was so funny like and he, you know he made mistakes like all human beings and what i enjoyed most about jv was um he was willing to change his game for the betterment of the team and i thought his progression from like the kid who can just like tip the ball in uh, here and there to someone who could he you know he legitimately had a shot from the three it was really really fun to watch and i don't you know let me let me put this straight i don't think the raptors could have won last year's 2019 championship with jv instead of marcus all but I do believe JV could have developed into a player like Marcus Hall. Like his progression into a passing big man was happening because he, you know, his dribbling wasn't there yet, but he was shooting from, from a little bit further. Um, and the one thing that he didn't have was, was passing. So I think outside of maybe like Antonio Davis, I think JV is our best center we've ever had. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, the the one thing that I will say, and the reason I left him off my list, is because there were countless times where I just became so violently upset. Not <laughs> upset with JV, but like so, like violently, like angry at like something JV did, and like for whatever reason, I always like you know he was kind of just like the third wheel to the to like the Kyle Lowry and Demar, yeah. and, and yeah. I was always just like man, like it's. Like we mentioned Chris Bosch, like it's kind of like how Chris Bosch got treated in, in Miami. Like he was kind of the scapegoat. Like, yeah, that's how, that's kind of how I treated JV in his time. Him and him and Dwayne were kind of the same boat. Yeah. If everyone was wrong, it was either JV or Dwayne. Exactly. (laughs) It was one of the two. Exactly. And so I was like, man, like JV did this. That's the reason we lost his game. It obviously (laughs) wasn't, but um, you know, I, I, I love JV and, another reason I left him off was because like I think um one of my favorite like personal moments with JV like his like connection to to the Raptors fans and whatnot happened when when he wasn't a Raptor um you know like last year's playoff run he Mm -hmm. came in and and watched the team I think it was it was either the first or second round um but he was sitting courtside and and he was there to to kind of like root on his his boys and root on his friends and stuff like that so like that that was amazing for me but like it being my favorite moment with jv and it not being 
with him like technically as a Toronto Raptor. Mm. That's where I kind of like I kind of drew the line there. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I don't like it's kind of slim pickings when it comes to the centers. I'm like, I'm thinking back. We got Amir was a center. Antonio Davis obviously was a center, but he wasn't played very long. Uh, Nostro, uh, Rasho Nostarevich center. Andre Bonyani sometimes was a center. Like there's not really much of a, you know, you know, slim pickings there. So I, yeah. I that that in that case, I kind of that's why I chose JV. I know I know, like you know, you can make an argument with Marcus Gasol, and of course he's. I think Marcus Gasol is a better player than JV, even even at this time, not even in his prime. But I feel like you know when it comes to the most enjoyable player, I love as it comes to a center position for the Raptors, it has to be JV for me. Yeah, I so like I I love that pick, and like JV was a like the closest thing to a number two. Like he would have been one B for me for sure. Nice. Um, okay. but like you said, like you know, you did mention like the slim pickings. Um, like I also had like Bismack kind of as my short list. Like these Bismack, are all like, true. yeah, these are all like big drop-offs from, from JV, but like Bismack, um, just like that one playoff run was so fun. Like I, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a rebound than a Bismack Biombo rebound. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like that's kind of yeah. why I loved him. Obviously, like you mentioned, Marcus Hall, I'll say Serge Ibaka in there as well. Like he is, yeah. he is, especially now, like he has just turned into this, just like such media savvy guy. And, and he's becoming so connected with Raptors fans and him saying this weekend or this past week, I forget what day it is. Um, he, he said like, he wants to stay in Toronto when his contract's over and, and all yeah. this stuff. And, and he's kind of taking on that role as, as loving the city as much as he does. So he's in there. I, I really loved Jakob Pertle while he was here um, for a little bit, being a part of the bench mob and, and yeah, really, yeah. You know, he was, he was entertaining to watch if nothing else. Um, and then like, for some reason, I like just out of the top of my head, um, I like wrote down, like when I was writing down who I was thinking of for this, I wrote down Chuck Hayes, which Chuck is, Hayes. <laughs> Chuck which, Hayes. which is wow. just like absolutely ridiculous. Um, because he's <laughs> Man, like, I have this one memory of Chuck Hayes and he, I, when he, when he we got traded to us and I think he was injured at that point. Right. He didn't, yeah. he didn't play when he got, I remember like. I don't know. I don't Sportsnet or TSN or something. They were interviewing Chuck Hayes, and then because he was like some walking boot, he was just like during the Raptors practice, he was just like you know throwing a ball on a hoop and in like street clothes, and it was just so funny because like <laughs> like what are you Chuck? What are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, and I, oh, I think man. that was I think that was like part of the reason I loved him so much was like his like inadvertent like actual funniness. Like there was yeah, so yeah. much. Like there was so much about him that you could just kind of like laugh at whether it was him being like, it felt like he was like six foot four playing center or, or something yeah, like that. And yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. And like, he would just take the most aggressive charges or like he would look at taking the most aggressive charges. And mm-hmm. he would like, I, I don't even know if he averaged more than two points as a Raptor. Like I, I don't, I don't maybe two rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> about it. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I had those guys as it, um, and I, like this one is gonna be, this one is gonna be a controversial pick here. Um, okay, let's hear. It. I, I'm going with Andrea Bargnani. Oh, okay. I wanna, yeah. I wanna put some uh, air horns. Yeah. So like, to to me, Andrea Bargnani was a more hyped up version of like Bruno Caboclo, and. Like I love Bruno Caboclo because okay you like because every year like you felt like all right here's gonna be the next stepping stone for Andre Bargnani all right now ne- next year is gonna be yeah. the next stepping stone for Andre in that sense and so I I always thought like Andre Bargnani was kind of gonna be like 
our saving grace because I saw LeBron was like a first overall pick and I was like, all right, like Andre Bargnani is going to be <laughs> LeBron James. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, my. <laughs> you know what? He's just like taking longer to develop. He's still going to, he's still going to have a really good career and he's still going to like be a really big part of, of the Raptors. Um, but he was like, he was also like kind of fun off the court and, and you'd like, he was a, a kind of in the same vein as Terrence Ross. Like when he got hot, he was actually like very entertaining to watch. He was never the most like athletic guy, so we wouldn't have like really nice dunks or anything. But he could right. bang like five or six threes, and and in the time that he was playing in, right, like oh six, oh seven, kind of thing. Like those were that, that's a lot of three pointers made. Like it's not like Fair. today, right? And I, I, yeah, I, I give that to you. I'd feel like if Andrea Barnett did play today, when it was more of like a catch and shoot three or something like that, and the seven footer European three point shooter, like you would like think of Andrea Bognani on Dallas right now with 100%. KP, you know, Luca and Andrea. I could see that. I could see that being a really lethal combination. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I don't know. And I just felt so weird, like coming to the conclusion of Andrea Bargnani as one of my favorite Raptors players <laughs> of all time. Like, I don't know if I'd have him in my top five, like favorite Raptors. Yeah. Like to date, I think I'd have a lot of these, like, a lot of the players that I mentioned on my short list probably above him, but since it like like you said, like the center position for the Raptors is is not exactly the the best, like not the cream of the crop. I wouldn't remember, say. guys. And, yeah, uh, uh, it's it's at h underscore circle. <laughs> if you want to tag him, it's not me, man. Andrea Bagnani. Just make sure you tag him on that. Um. Yeah, man. And like I just thought after like. There was one season, I think it was his, you know, 25-year-old season. He averaged like 21 and a half points a game almost. That I saw that and 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 you know, he was shooting really well from from three and and from the field. I was like, this guy is gonna be this guy is really gonna be that next thing. And then he never, ever, ever, ever turned into it. And I like to me, the thing like I, I said with JV, like being so violently angry at him about it, to me, I was always like, I can't be that angry at Andrea Bargnani because look who he's playing with. You know what I mean? Like, look what, look what he's playing with. This guy's, okay. a, this guy's a great player. <laughs> look who he's played with. Um, which obviously was probably the, not, not the right way to think, but it was the potential that killed us. That like, and that's what it first was. overall pick. And I don't think that was a very big or very good uh, draft class. I think like uh, who, who was, I don't. I, you know, I don't even remember who it was. I um, who drafted in that draft class? But like Andrea was. Every, I remember when I even went to the, one of the games when Andrea was still on the team, and and people were like, "Yo, get this guy out of here!" And then Dwayne Casey had to call a timeout in order to get him into the game because if he was w- walking into the scores table, coming into the game, people would boo him. Like at home, people would boo him at home uh, if he was gonna come into the game. Like I felt really, really bad for him, and I don't think he should. He deserves a lot of the crap that he got, but it's not like he really helped the situation either. Like he didn't really um, say anything about like wanting to stay here or I love the city or something like that. Like he, he, and it, and he didn't really back up with his play except for a couple of games where he like went hot and got a couple of rebounds. But like I don't know, man. It's it's hard to put Andrea Barnati up there. But again, it's it's everyone up to it's it's all up to you, man. I'm not going to discredit your your list. Yeah, and like I I also think that 
one one of the reasons I did enjoy him so much, like every friend group has someone that you kind of just shit on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think oh, I've enjoyed okay. like I don't know if I've genuinely enjoyed like shitting on a player more than Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. He's that skateboard goat out exactly. of his top five. Yeah. So but it's like got, you got like Tim and Sid talking or singing, I believe, in the side because of trading Bargnani. Yeah, hundred percent. Can't worse than that. Yeah. So, wow. so that's kind of that's how I rounded mine out. Um, I I know that's probably I love it. Not a not a great pick. I feel like people won't enjoy that one much. Um, who cares it's yours exactly exactly uh so let's let's go over ours you want to give me your all favorite raptors team of all time sure thing uh i got for my first guard i got alvin williams second guard i got debo first forward uh i got vc second forward i got chris bosch the og dinosaur and <laughs> center position i got Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, so that's I, yeah. I think you probably win in a game uh, if we're going <laughs> up against each other here. Uh, but I so for my guards, um, I got Kyle Lowry, I got Debo. For my forwards, I got Terrence Ross and Amir, not Amir Johnson, sorry, um, uh, Chris Bosh as well. And then for my center position, I've got Andrea Bargnani or, or, or what's his nickname Ilmago. I think that's Il- what <laughs> Primo Pasta. Yeah, Primo Pasta. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. So those are our lists. Uh, once again, Jay, I, I do want to say thank you so much for coming on, especially in these in these really weird times, really awkward yeah, times. Um, as always, like we'll I'll do it one more time. Where where can people find you and and your podcast? Sure thing. Again, if uh, I I picked Andrea Bagnani, so make sure you tag me at h underscore <laughs> surfing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you can find all of us at uh, That's Rap Pod on Twitter. We got an Instagram account, so check us out there at That's Rap Podcast. And if you're looking for a podcast on other podcasters like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, just search up Raptors HQ because that's where we that's our home base and that's where we put all of our stuff. So yeah, you can find us out there. Yes, sir. So please, please give them a follow. Um, it, they have great content. They, you know, subscribe to their show. It's, it is always good stuff. Um, they always have, have good topics, good discussion. Um, and, and as always, I'd like you guys to, to subscribe, rate, and review. If you like this episode, if you like any of my other episodes, um, you know, subscribe, rate, review, leave me a message on Twitter, send me a DM, whatever it is at me. If you didn't like any of my picks at Jason, if you didn't like any of his picks, please don't make me the only one getting shit on. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for for listening once again. Uh, as I do um, at the end of every single podcast, I like to say a little go Raptors. <laughs>